a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you walk together with Him today. Have you been in prison? I've been to prison a few times uh, in Uganda, Costa Rica, but also in Korea too, uh, because there was an opportunity to share the gospel and preach uh, to people uh, who are in prison. Uh, but you know, I sometimes run into people, meet many people who I think, oh, they're not in prison, but that they're certainly living in prison too. And because I see many people that are imprisoned with bitterness or anger or with hatred, and to the point because of uh, their lives that is controlled and then imprisoned by those things. Uh, they do not enjoy freedom that Jesus gives. Uh, today's message, we are going to look at Paul and Silas in prison and how they lived a life of free and joy and how we may also learn to live in that way. Let's uh, think about that together. Acts chapter 16, verses 19 through 40. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains became loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. 
When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Today's story is a very familiar story. You know, Paul and Silas uh, went on their journey and now came to Philippi and then sharing the gospel. And then and Lydia and then others became a believer. And there are many people that were bec becoming believers. And there was a uproar and then people uh, taking a stand against him. And then they captured him and now brought him to, uh, uh, to uh, the magistrates. And then now he is, and they are, uh, punished and beaten and thrown into the prison. And that's where they were. Uh, they were severely flogged and then beaten, so they were in much pain. Uh, and they were changed and then they were in prison. But, you know, how do they respond in the midst of very difficult, bitter situation? And the first thing that we see is that uh, Paul and Silas at midnight, verse 25, they were praying and praising God and singing hymns to God. And that's what we hear. And then other people were all listening and to that. You know, you may be going through a lot of difficult uh, issues and painful, you know, devastating things, but then what you have in Jesus is you have a direct access to God and then you have an opportunity and access that allows you to come into God's presence with whatever needs that you may have. And that's what they were doing. And then they were coming to God and praising and worshiping God in prison. And, uh, and that's you know, what they were doing. And as they were worshiping, praising God, what we also notice is this suddenly violent earthquake and foundation of prison were shaken and everything that loosened up. You know, sometimes as you're worshiping God, you begin to really feel God's presence coming near, uh, physically too. And that's what we see, like uh, uh, earthquake and then shaking that took place long, long time ago in the Old Testament when God came near to Mount Sinai. Here we see similarly, God's presence came near, setting people free. And that's what we see. You know, I hope in the midst of whatever difficulty or things that may imprison you, embitter you, I hope that you will come into God's presence boldly and pray and praise Him.
Yeah, another thing that we see here is this. You know, when they were set free, and then when all the chains were loosened up and the door that opened, and they did not run away as if, like, ah, I don't like being here. This was a mistake, you know, me being in this situation. And then they didn't take off. Uh, but that they were staying there. And perhaps the Lord just uh, gave them some impression, I don't know, but that they were staying there and then they were continuing to quietly praying and then praising God, probably. But then we see the jailer woke up and saw all these things opened up and his natural response was, uh-oh, these people must have left and then I'm in big trouble because uh, I didn't keep the prisoner you know, in prison. And then as he was ready to take life and Paul said, do not harm yourself. We are all here. Now, interesting. The prison where they were thrown in and place uh, of uh, uh, difficulty and hardship that came upon them as they continued to worship God became a place where God turned things around, where God turned things around and it became a place of God opening new doors, not just physical doors, but doors of hearts of many people. You know, sometimes uh, we run into uh, uh, Christians going through difficulty, but by the way that they do it, uh, trusting God and together with God's enablement. And sometimes other people wonder and become shocked like, oh, it must be so hard, but how do you do it? And then many believers share about the joy that God gives, the reason of hope that we have, and then how Jesus, together with us, turned things around and worked through even the difficult situation. I hope that you will not run away from the situation that God has put in. Now, one more thing. What's important is that God oftentimes uh, do a new thing and then opens a, a new ministry. And then that's what we see. You know, when the prisoner and asked, uh, what should I do? And then Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and then your household. You will be saved and your household. And then after uh, Paul and Silas were released and they went to their home and then other people gathered. And then as they were learning, a church was born. And then a new church in Philippi, new church in Europe was born through that uh, difficulty. I know many people uh, in the midst of difficulty and then something that it's uh, uh, overwhelming and then life-threatening and then devastating uh, with no hope. But when they turn to God and then God turned things around in such a way that God has given them a new door of ministry in bringing life to people. And then I hope and those are some thoughts that you will think about as we meditate on today's passage. Are you living in prison? I don't know what kind of issues, difficulty that you may be facing, but sometimes 
if you let that control you, uh, you may find yourself paralyzed and not being able to do anything. But here, uh, it's a reminder for us that every miracle in the Bible came about out of a difficulty and problem that somebody brought it to God. And, and I hope that in the midst of your difficulty that you will remember to seek God because you have an access to God. Learn to pray and praise and worship Him. And then learn to not run away, but see what God does in the midst of it and let people wonder. But then also, and learn to see and trust that how God may do a new thing in the midst of a, a difficult and broken place so that people around you may see Jesus who transforms lives. I know many people, and when they turn to God out of their brokenness, that God has given them life and God has given them a new ministry. Lord Jesus, help us to not run away, not be in despair, but turn to you and then draw near to you and then also experience you drawing near to us and then help us to be people that are living with a testimony that you are indeed God who loves and who is near and then who works mightily. In Jesus' name, Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer.